from the Cats Audio Network, this is Speaking with the Enemy. Welcome back to the Cats Audio Network as we set the table for Hamilton and Toronto on the Tiger Cats pregame presented by Greenworks. Bubba O'Neill along with Andy Fantuz, and it is time for Speaking with the Enemy presented by Red Tag. Redtag.ca's Christmas in July exclusive savings are back. Beat the holiday rush by booking your fall or winter vacation early and take advantage of early booking bonuses and perks plus. Get $125 off select vacation packages. Visit redtag.ca to get your promo code savings today. Certain conditions do apply. Now, although he does represent the enemy, he certainly is a good friend of the Ticats Audio Network from TSN 1050 and the T.Matt. Cause, always good to see you and hear you. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Yes, and remember, I'm sort of a CFL bigamist in that I went to McMaster. I always root for Hamilton as long as they're not playing Toronto. I want my jeans to be as tight as what Danny McManus used to rock in the late 90s. <laughs> I embrace the Tiger Cats. I embrace Iverwin and Tim Hortons Field. But yes, on this night, I'm rooting against Hamilton. Let me go pretty general with you here. And, you, and you know, you talked about Hamilton and Toronto. And you are well-versed on the communities and these teams for so long, Matt. What is so special about this rivalry? And I know we got the Edmonton and Calgary Stamps Elks thing going, but I'm telling you, this Argos and Ticats thing, sold-out crowd here at Tim Hortons Field today. What makes it special for you? What makes it special is it is the highest level of sports hate, you know, where it's geographical. It's people in Hamilton hate Toronto, you know, and people in Toronto don't like Hamilton. So you have sort of the geographical side to it. You have the, the different identities. And let's face it, a lot of those generalizations aren't actually based in truth, but they're still a ton of fun. So you have that. Um, you know, you also have... Uh, just like my favorite thing is I, I loved I've, I've said this many times I loved going to Ticat games in the mid 90s those two years when Doug Flutie was an Argonaut and Toronto would be just destroying Hamilton by 30 <laughs> to 40 points but the Hamilton crowd would start chanting Leafs suck and it was like I'm sitting there giggling and there was always one guy with a megaphone making fun of Paul Masati. I don't know what it was, but just it was always, as an Argo fan, it was always a delight going to Toronto Hamilton games in Hamilton. Hey, Matty, talking about this Argo fan base, the, you know, Toronto's coming off a great cup win. They're 4-0 for the first time since 1983. Have you noticed any difference in excitement in the city or in the fan base and the attendance in Toronto? I, I've certainly noticed, yeah, a little bit of an uptick in attendance, but I, I've just noticed it's it's certainly getting more coverage, and, and not just on my show, because, you know, I always like talking CFL. I mean, I, trust me, I wish Toronto treated the Argonauts the way Hamilton treats the Cats or the way Regina treats the Rough Riders. It would make my job so much easier. But there's absolutely more attention for it, and a lot of it has to do with Chad Kelly, and just everyone is interested in a guy who is brash, and at the very least, even, you know, the snobby Toronto sports fans, they recognize, huh, that quarterback beat Alabama? Me must watch him now. So there certainly has been a bit of an uptick. And, and honestly, I'm just hoping for more. I, I'm just hoping for more because it makes my job easy. Is Chad Kelly a legit MOP candidate this year? Or is he more of a game manager? Like, has he really faced adversity yet in his, in his early career, in his young career? 
Um, early on, no. Early on, I said he was a good quarterback and a great story. He was a great story because, you know, he comes in late, helps to win the Grey Cup, and now becomes the starter. And Toronto doesn't – they don't bring any other quarterbacks with experience, and he was doing well. But let's face it, the first bunch of weeks, the defense was excellent. Toronto leads the league in rushing yards. The offensive line is keeping him clean. So he had been a game manager, but I think part of that was by design, just to slowly ease him in, like me going into a hot tub at a Ramada. You know, just bring him in. Sorry for that image. Uh, bring him in slowly. But you had to be impressed in the Montreal game, and not just the counting stats, the 350 yards and three touchdowns, but also that was a close game late, and he had to make throws. And yes, he had the one bad interception. I don't think he's MOP yet, but I think he's at least... At the very least, we can call him a high-end game manager, but there's, you know, the, the ceiling is there for him to go far beyond that. Well, certainly lots of great pieces around him, and you mentioned a few of them with the running backs, with the offensive line, the, the turnovers the defense are creating. Do, does this Argo team have any holes that need to be addressed? The, the, the main hole, first off, would just be if there was an injury to Chad Kelly. You know, just they don't have a good backup. And we've seen this, you know, with Winnipeg when they had Strevler and uh, and uh, and Zach Calero. So in Toronto, McLeod Bethel-Thompson and then Chad Kelly. What, Toronto doesn't have that. But right now, you know, the defense is getting it done. They're creating turnovers, good pass rush. Uh, as I said, Chad Kelly's only been sacked four times. The offensive line hasn't been this good in ages. The running game is number one. The receivers, Curly Gittins Jr. hasn't even, they haven't even really needed him yet. Uh, the, the rush defense is number one. So I, I don't think there's many holes at the moment. Uh, this doesn't mean I think Toronto's going to waltz in and, and, you know, cover the spread, which is like eight and a half. But no, right now, and again, it's early, after four games, there's not a lot of noticeable holes. You mentioned the receivers. Uh, is this the, the best Canadian receiving core in the league? With You mentioned uh, Curly Gittins Jr. You've got Dijon Brissett. You have David Ungerer, who's really having a, oh. a great season. You have yeah. Tommy Neal, who's a local uh, McMaster, a fellow McMaster boy that's kind of been hurt, but he has a lot of potential. What do you think about that? I, I love it. And you're right. Like First off, Unger has had a... Like, Again, only nine catches for 161 yards, but he's averaging like 18 yards a reception and, and three touchdowns. You know, if, if they're not the best, I want someone to point out who is, you know, and I'm sure Saskatchewan will have their arguments. But no, I, I think right now uh, Toronto's in the top two, three at worst. No, probably even number one in terms of uh, national talent at that position. You know. Matt, the, the, I think tying it all together, and you got to give the guy credit, and he doesn't say much, but he certainly seems to demand the respect of his players, and that's Ryan Dinwiddie. He's done an outstanding job. I wasn't sure about if he was ready to take that next uh, level jump, but all he's done is win. Oh, yeah, and he's trying to create like this cult-like um, experience for the team where it's all about... And, and, oh, I'm going to apologize. I'm about to do a cliche. But it really is just we're only it's only one game seasons. It's just try to go one and oh, then try to go one and oh. And the remarkable thing is every time the Argonauts have won a great cup the next year, it's usually a losing season. It's out of the playoffs. 
You come back, you win it all. You hear everyone talking about how wonderful you are. Well, he's kept them in line. Like that game against Montreal, they were off for a week. They had two weeks to hear how wonderful the team, the Argonauts were. And yes, they had a lot of penalties, but they won and they won quite, you know, they won convincingly by the end. And they didn't have that sort of mental lapses late. Absolutely. Dinwiddie deserves a ton of credit. And there's a reason why he got, there's a reason why he got the extension. You know, Matt, you've been outstanding. And thank you so much for joining us uh, again. Good luck to your Argonauts. I don't say that too often, but I will say it, uh, except for the 60 minutes of football that's going on tonight. Thank you so much. And here, as a, as a CFL fan, I want Toronto to win 45-44 and Taylor Powell to have a massive day and make us all forget about Dustin Crum. That cause 1050 TSN. Always the man. Thank you again for being our guy on Speaking with the Enemy, presented by Red Tats.